0: Welcome to Season 4 of The Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom, where we discuss business agility through customer experience, employee experience, and digital transformation. I'm your host, Greg Kilstrom. The Agile World Podcast is brought to you by TechSystems, an industry leader in full-stack technology services, talent services, and real-world application. For more information, go to TechSystems.com. To read more about the topics discussed on this show, you can go to my website at gregkillstrom.com and read my latest articles or get a copy of my latest book, Meaningful Measurement of the Customer Experience, now available on Amazon and other retailers. My name is Greg Killstrom and I'm the host of the Agile World Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about how to grow and market local businesses, both at an individual local level, as well as at a national level with multiple locations. To help me discuss this topic, I'd like to welcome Chris Pistorius, CEO of Kickstart Dental Marketing. Chris, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, Greg. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, looking forward to talking about this with you. So why don't we uh, start by uh, having you give a little background on yourself and what you do at Kickstart Dental
1: yeah so uh, i started this agency about 12 and a half years ago i guess um it's been that long now mm-hmm. and uh, really when we first started i took on all kinds of different clients not just dennis so um, but we we kind of quickly found out within a year or so that we think there'd be a, a pretty big advantage in the marketplace to niche down and really try to become an expert you know in in one thing and Um, So far, um, our clients love it. They love the fact that, you know, somebody specializing in what they do and, you know, understands nuances and competition and, you know, just all that kind of fun stuff. So uh, professionally, that's kind of where I am. Um, we have a team of about 12 people here, and uh, we consider ourselves more of a boutique agency. So we're not, we are not—we don't really want to become that big conglomerate or anything, but we want to stay small, stay local. Well, not necessarily local. We have clients all over the country, but just kind of give that boutique feel and, and a higher level of customer service. But uh, my office is here in Denver, Colorado. I'm uh, married to my wife, Michelle, for 17 years now. I've got two kids and two – wait three dogs now my goodness what's wow. going on <laughs> lost track
0: uh,
1: yeah I just try to stay busy with kids and family and that kind of stuff
0: nice nice well great well I'm looking forward to talking through so let's let's dive into the topic here and talk about growing local businesses in a single location first so there's certainly several challenges to small business these days everything from hiring and retention to larger competitors with deeper pockets how do you start your work with a local business to understand where the biggest challenges as well as biggest opportunities lie?
1: Yeah, I think it all starts with what we call a needs analysis meeting, and that's where we really dive into, you know, what's going on with the business, and you know, um, what's your competition look like, and and we help with some of that too. We'll do a lot of market research on the market, competition, things like that. But what we have to be able to understand is what's going on internally in the business that you know, that can be helped and and what experience can we bring that can help that, you know, fairly quickly. So I think you almost have to like paint a picture of a, a, you know, a a customer avatar, if you will. So you really understand who it is that you want to attract in marketing um, versus just being, you know, just trying to go out for everyone, right? If you understand who your customers are or who you want them to be and you can paint that avatar, that makes marketing just that much more efficient.
0: Are there uh, common threads that you see in, in opportunities or, or low hanging fruit for local businesses to take advantage of that they may not immediately think of? Yeah, I think, you know,
1: low hanging fruit when you mentioned that to me and, and, you know, we get we get all kinds of different clients, but some of them are looking for more of a longer term strategy. But almost everybody does want to get some return as soon as possible, right? So when I think of that, I, I like to talk about reactivation campaigns. And it depends what your business is and what your industry is. But, you know, you've probably already got a lot of customers um, or at least some customers that um, you have already done business with you. And these are people that already know you, like you, and trust you, right? So why don't we do something? you know, marketing-wise, to try to get them back in and buy more stuff, right? Or at the very least, try to get them to refer you to their family and friends. So we do these remarketing or uh, reactivation campaigns that reaches out to your past customers and, you know, we we put together some really intriguing content. And we send emails, text to them. We even do voicemail drops sometimes, and we do a sequence and we follow up with them a few times, and we may even throw an offer in there. So that's something that you can do um, relatively
0: straightforwardly that you know can drive results pretty quickly. Let's talk about measures of success. So there's some obvious um, ones, I'm sure, but you know, how does how should that that local business start looking at? at success and, and judging, you know, how they're doing in, in their marketing. Yeah, I think for local
1: businesses, success always comes down to the bottom line. You know, that's what it's all about. Yeah. And the unfortunate thing is that in my world, you know, marketing agencies in general will, you know, give you a report on, you know, how many times somebody went to your website or how many clicked your ad got or how many times your ad showed up on a page. And that's all great. We use that information to help run our campaigns. But real, realistically, that does nothing to really give you a sense of if marketing's working or not. right? What really matters is how many people came into your business, bought something. So when we do tracking and reporting, we track and we, we, we spend a lot of money and time in this, but we are able to track actual, how many times somebody bought your widget, how many times somebody came into your dental practice, um, directly from our campaign efforts. So if you can do it as a local business, really put together a tracking mechanism that can show
0: roi and and results for your dollars now let's uh, switch gears a little bit here and talk about organizations that have multiple locations competing at at the local mm-hmm. level still um, what are some of the key challenges here well the
1: challenges here in my world in terms of digital marketing is that you've got to make sure that google Um, if you will, really understands that you're the same business in multiple locations. And there's ways that you can do that and represent that on your website, certainly. You have to really need to build out a location or location page for each one of your locations. Now, some businesses, multi-location businesses are set up where each location has its own website and its own entity. And if that's the case, you're in good shape in terms of what I'm talking about. But there's a lot of businesses out there that'll actually use one website for all of their locations. Um, and each each location really needs their own dedicated page with their own phone number, their own address, and their own unique content. Um, That will really help you in terms of being more visible on Google. Now to go along with that, each location also gets what's called a free Google My Business profile on Google. It's an absolute free tool, and each location should have unique information in it in terms of name, address, phone number, uh, unique, not meaning that you know you have to change the name of your business, but you know each each location should have its own profile. And so, the complexities there are are pretty big. You've got to really know what you're doing and and understand how to build out those location pages. So, um, when I think of multi location, that's really the first thing that comes to my mind.
0: So, what is what is your work with these uh, these organizations that have multiple locations? What what do you what kinds of work do you do with them? Yeah, so we
1: set them up properly, like what I just talked about in terms of their website, making sure their location pages are built out correctly, uh, making sure everything checks out, Um, and then we actually also create the Google My Business profiles for them. Optimize all of those and make sure that they are doing everything that they can, so that when somebody searches for their type of business in their local market, that their Google My Business profile will show up as high as possible. So we really work around all of that. And also, we do we set up multiple social media profiles for each location. Um, you know, we it's really our job to make sure that when somebody's looking for a dentist in their local market, that our client is going to be the one. Uh, that is found and chosen so you know and it's the same for any industry it's not you know dentistry isn't special in that so we'd use the same method for
0: any type of business and so you know how often are um are your customers coming to you with um i I mean i would imagine a lot of a lot of local dentists don't have full-blown marketing teams and and stuff like that you know how do how do you work with them to um Kind of demonstrate the value of. I would imagine if this is the first time that they're ever hiring um, a, an external marketing team, it's you know they have to justify that that cost ex- expenditure uh, or whatever. But um, even so, you know how do you how do you look at differentiating your agency from from others? right you mentioned some things at the beginning of the show. Of just you know a lot of a lot of agencies will just kind of give a report and you know good luck good luck reading yeah. it and and all, <laughs> don't these numbers look good as long as they're going in the right direction but you know how do, how do you try to set your your agency apart?
1: Yeah, you know it, it can be tough sometimes because you know in dentistry especially that industry is just packed full of people that think they're dental marketing experts, right? Okay. And so anybody with a laptop and you know maybe have taken a Google Ads course or something. You know, they think they're kind of qualified to, to do this. And, you know, in some cases they are. But, you know, the thing that separates us, I think, is just, you know, that boutique approach where we're not going to get big. In fact, we only take on a certain number of clients every year. And that's just the way we're going to run our business. And that allows us to stay small and really focus on our clients and really get the best results we possibly can for our clients, right? So there's not a lot of other agencies that do that and wanna stay small. So we're not a one person shop certainly, right? Where you've just got one person trying to figure it all out. Right. But we're, we don't have a hundred people either, you know, where we lose track of focus and try to scale and cut corners and use automation. Um, I mean, we've got a full team of people that do nothing but take care of clients, do SEO work, do paid advertising, do web development, and really, my job in the in the business is to really look at what's going to be next, right? So, like, we're testing TikTok right now for dentists. We're okay. we're testing Snapchat advertising for dentists. We're testing finalizing text te- testing in Nextdoor, doing Nextdoor ads in for dentistry. So. What my agency brings is a a personable level of service, but we also are on the cutting edge of what's going to be the next big thing to help our clients really beat out their competition. So, you know, we still have competition in that space, but there's not as much. And it seems like people that are serious about marketing their business, marketing their dental practice, appreciate that. And they see that value. And that's really what separates us from everybody
0: else. From an entrepreneur's perspective, uh, you have focused. I, so I, I ran a, a marketing agency a number of years ago, and I had a hard time focusing. So I, I, I respect your uh, your ability to to focus on a on a target niche and and really kind of dive deep and and stuff like that because I you know I think there are definitely some benefits there. Um, like wh- I guess what um did you all did you start? that way, or did you kind of come to that decision? Like what what was that, how did you kind of get there?
1: Yeah, it was just the problem with, I think that if you don't really understand the industry that you're trying to market into, it's gonna to be tough sailing. Um, and you may not get the the results that the clients are going to expect. And that's what we experienced. And so we decided that, look, we need to, let's, let's roll the dice here a little bit, instead of just, you know, the world is open to us. We're going to niche down and and just do dentistry. And that that really decision on what to get into um, was based on what we were currently doing. So at the time we had, I think, four or five different dentists um, in our agency. We were getting really good results for them. Um, they always paid their bill, which is nice. And they were pretty easy to work with, right? The, the caveat to that or the negative side of that was, Everybody wants to sell to dentists. It's very competitive in terms of, you know, other agencies, you know, because everybody sees dentists as just being, you know, I guess full of money and ready to spend, which isn't the case. But so there's a lot of a lot of competition in the industry. So it was a little bit of a risk. But you know, we started out small. We just reached out to local dentists in a kind of in our area. Kicked butt for them, got some great you know reviews and testimonials from them, and then we just kind of built our business that way. So
0: um, it's been a fun twelve years,
1: but that's that's really how we got it started.
0: Oh, well, I guess keeping on the on the train of thought of of being an entrepreneur and uh, and things like that. I mean, you you are an entrepreneur that started and and grew your own company, and you see a lot of. Um, even though they may be focused in the, in the dental industry. To your point earlier, there's a lot of similarities among just local businesses and professional services and, and things like that. What advice would you have for someone um, in this time that's thinking about, you know, we're, we're going through the great resignation, they call it. You know, lots of people kind of leaving their jobs, thinking about striking out on their own what advice would you have for someone that's thinking about that just from you know from your you know from a marketing branding from that kind of perspective yeah i think
1: do something you're good at certainly but also do something you're passionate about you know it's you know it's marketing for me that's what i've always done you know i've i've worked for some large agencies i worked for aol back in the day when they were like Google of today. So, you know, that's what I always really enjoyed was the success of marketing, watching a a business, you know, take my advice and watching them grow into, you know, you know, big companies, bigger companies, or, you know, just hitting the goals that they've set for themselves. So that's very satisfying to me and that's what I'm passionate about. Um, The other thing I think you need to think about is, you know, when you start out a new business is, you know, throw away a business plan. <laughs> I know <laughs> it's gonna sound strange because most people will tell you write out a business plan, sure. but you know I wasted a lot of time on that and just trying to perfect a business plan. And if I went back and looked at that business plan now, it would be nothing like what I do. Yeah. Now, I still think you have to write down ideas and you have to write down goals and you have to write down what you're passionate about and what you want, but I don't think you need to do a traditional business plan in the sense of a business plan. Yeah. Um, The last thing is think about early your processes and procedures, because that's something I didn't do. I didn't think about, okay, well, um, what happens if this happens or if that happens? And I didn't document, you know, how we do everything. And honestly, I'm still struggling with that today because I didn't start that way. So even if you don't have a customer yet, you know, if you're going to sell widgets, you know, document that process of what you've got to do to sell a widget and then document the processes after you sell something. How do you fulfill it? Right. Because that's just going to help you in the future as you grow to hire people, you know, have documentation and, you know, let the business kind of run based off the processes versus you having to be involved in everything.
0: Yeah. And just to, to go back to the. So I, I agree with your point on the, the business plan. So I I think I'd, I wouldn't recommend that someone doesn't write one. And yet I think in line with what you're saying as well. So the only the only time that I actually found a business plan helpful was when I was trying to go raise money from VCs yeah. and they just yeah. needed, that was a box they had to check. And so right. therefore we had to write it. What I realized, I mean, you know, I started my first company when I was like 24 years old. I knew nothing about, I didn't even know about the business that I was getting into. I didn't know that I didn't know, you right. know But which is even worse, but um, I surely didn't know about the business, so writing a business plan. I saw it one day. You know, we tried to write one, and it, it was just kind of a joke. And um, <laughs> I think it's, I think it's important to do those things and to go through those exercises, but to understand that it's got to be. I mean, the name of the show is the Agile World. You know, it's got to be an iterative process. That um, you know that you don't know everything right now. You know, there's going to be things that you uncover and um and things like that and i think when you do even even the process stuff totally totally i'm a firm believer in process and you know i've got my six sigma black belt and, and all that stuff so i obviously I'm, I'm not afraid of process but i also understand that you know what you you know i'm sure you could you could attest to this as well as even even if you document your processes today you need a you need a process in place to improve those and change those and and re document and, and, and stuff like that, because, you know, yeah. certainly, I'm sure over 12 years, I mean, you've seen a lot of things change in the in the marketing space, right? Oh, it's almost daily. And, you know, it's almost a full time job now to keep all of our process
1: and procedures updated. Yeah. So we just have we manage it at a, at a department level. And whoever's in charge of the department is also responsible for updating those process and procedures if something changes. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's great. And to, again, to go into it knowing that, yes, this is as good as we can possibly get it today, but we know it's going to need to change. And so, I mean, fundamentally scrapping and starting over, then you've got bigger problems. But to what you're saying of just like updating and, and making sure, like, I think, I think that's a that's something I've seen with smaller, smaller orgs is thinking that they can kind of just set it and forget it. And then right. we don't have to think about process again. Well, sorry. <laughs> it doesn't work that way, does it? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> nice. Well, yeah, yeah. It, it
1: helps, you know, it really helps with, you know, we're hiring two or three new people right now and it really helps to have those things mapped out in like a document to be so that, you know, somebody could almost just come in off the street and if your process and procedures are good enough, really do their job based off writing those. So it's really helped us like with training and things like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I would imagine the onboarding process, even the, the knowledge transfer, when people do inevitably leave and, and there's turnover or whatever, you know, knowledge transfer becomes a lot easier as well. And, and I mean, I would imagine, you know, that there's cost savings there, but, um, your clients must appreciate that too, because they don't have to re-explain right. stuff and that they, they don't feel like different, like the process changes every time somebody comes or goes or goes on vacation or something like that as well. Right. Exactly. Great. Well, Chris, um, thanks so much for joining. Uh, really, really enjoyed talking with you here. Um, for those listening, um, what's the best way for them to keep up with what you're doing? Yeah, I think
1: kickstartdental.com, my website, kickstart, like kickstart a motorcycle, dental.com. Um, I've got, you know, I do a weekly podcast myself, um, and you know, yeah, I'm in the dental niche, but most of the stuff that we talk about there is really any type of industry, any type of business could really uh, learn from. So we, we don't hold anything back. We tell people exactly how we do things in our agency, um, and I think you probably get some good tips and tricks from that.
0: Well, thanks again. Um, I, I'd like to thank Chris Pistorius, CEO of Kickstart Dental Marketing for joining the show. Thanks again for listening to The Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom Podcast, brought to you by Tech Systems. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to subscribe on your podcast channel of choice and leave us a rating so that others can find the show more easily. You can access more episodes of the show at www.theagilebrand.show. To get a copy of my latest book, Meaningful Measurement of the Customer Experience, visit my website at Gregkillstrom.com. Until next week, stay agile.